Welcome to the AltF4.co's podcast. Today we're talking about Toolbox Fallacy, Field of Dreams versus the local Fraternal Order and Gun Club. I'm Brandon Hayes, your host, and this is AltF4.co. Change your programming, do things that matter. For those of you that aren't familiar with me, um, AltF4.co is a lifestyle site that I've been writing nearly daily since uh, 2019. I've had a vision and a desire to do podcasting, so this is a beta podcast for AltF4, and uh, ultimately I'd like to see it go daily, but we'll see how things go and the format may change over time. So... I wanted to talk today about something called the toolbox fallacy. Um, If you haven't heard of it, you can do some searching on my site and you can find multiple articles along with uh, some YouTube videos that describe the toolbox fallacy. But in a nutshell, um, I would say the toolbox fallacy is related to a mindset. So the mindset goes something like this. If I only had this tool, then I could do X. Or if I only had this skill or personal trait, then I would be able to do something. If I had money, then I would be able to do some event or learn something or build something. Or if I had time, then I would do this and that. Essentially, the toolbox fallacy is convincing yourself um, that you have a valid excuse for not doing something. So today, I want to talk about a recent event and toolbox fallacy and even myself. So I do identify with the toolbox fallacy. So before you think I'm on my high horse, um, I just wanted to talk about me for a minute. Back when I was a youth and growing up, I was highly involved in Boy Scouts. That uh, mentality has followed me into my adulthood and has played a role into who I am. So those of you that weren't Boy Scouts or don't remember, the motto is be prepared. Um, Be prepared for me has translated into, you know, being prepared for life's events. It's... uh, storing food and having a pantry it's having a little bit of water it's having a generator in case the electricity goes out to save you know what's in my deep freezers it's having skills it's having you know some money in the bank those kinds of things and so i fall into the toolbox fallacy sometimes when i think about you know if i if i only had you know for instance uh, 50 gallons of gasoline then my generator would be able to run for a week continuously or um, you know if I only had this many cans of beans or whatever then I could live you know for a week without leaving the house that sort of stuff so um, you know and as I said at the beginning this is a mental exercise right so uh, just me putting out this podcast has been part of a part of my toolbox fallacy I don't have a way to produce it or you know 
um, host it yet. I don't have all the details worked out. So if I only spent the time to do that before I did the podcast, then um, I would be able to be successful. All right, so with the recent death of Ray Liotta, um, Field of Dreams has been playing at our house. My wife, she's a sentimental and a big fan of, you know, rewatching movies over and over again. And I don't have anything necessarily against that. But, um, you know, he was a star in, in the movie Field of Dreams. And so... I just uh, was thinking about these two things in context with each other. Um, the movie's from the 80s, so if you haven't seen it, um, I promise I'm not going to spoil it. But the premise of the movie essentially is uh, the main character has a difficult relationship with his dad, but they bonded over baseball, and he keeps getting these dreams um, about building a baseball field. Unfortunately, he had a farm and, you know, a bunch of property, but the, the famous quote that comes from that movie is, uh, if you build it, they will come, right? So in essence, the, the dream is, Hey, if you take that leap, your dream's going to come true. And, you know, there's a, a certain degree of, what the main character hopes is a reconciliation with his father over, you know, this legacy of baseball and, and stuff. So that's the movie. And that's sort of our dream. I'll talk about that as I get towards the, the end here of the podcast and bring them both together. But something that's been real, real in my real, real in my life is that um, I'm a member of a local fraternal order and they have a a dream themselves. They want to build a new lodge. The old one, um, I think, was built in the 1960s. And it's a, it's a nice facility, but the problem is, is that it's too large for the current membership. And because it was built in the 60s, things are beginning to fail on it. And it's uh it's a, there's a lot of maintenance that needs to happen um in order for this to sort of stay a viable entity um in addition to that they also own a piece of property that uh, has been a shotgun range since 1947 and i first became um interested in the fraternal order because my son started shooting trap at the range in 2018. So I saw the potential and the really the lack of use of it other than the high school trap team um, as a way for me to get more involved. And so I became a member of that order in 2018 and have subsequently become a trap coach and so far so forth. The issue with it is um, that it's it's outside of the city limits, but it's surrounded by property that's farm. So that's good. But uh, there have been a number of offers, unsolicited offers over the years to purchase that property because it is adjacent to the city. So while there's 
no plans in the immediate future to connect that property or, or the ones uh, adjacent to it to the city um, it's ripe for it eventually and the fraternal order sees that property as i would describe as a golden goose meaning it's something that the order doesn't use um, despite the fact the trap team uses it and and i would like to see it uh, be used more but um, they want the money now because they're in the midst of building a new lodge and they want to keep the current lodge um, the way they want to keep it. So there's a number of maintenance projects that they want to allocate the the money of the sale of the facility to be used for. So um, I'm going to talk more about the intricacies of it, but where is the toolbox fallacy here? So I think... As I sat in the meeting last night and listened to the arguments two and four, two, four and against uh, selling the facility, um, I got the sense that there's a belief that building the new lodge will solve all the financial problems. You know, they won't have to deal with the failing utilities in the current building or the appliances that are failed and so forth. Additionally, there it was stated as a goal of attracting and retaining old members, specifically people that are um, disabled and or veterans and or, you know, the, the goal is to grow the lodge, right, to to keep it as a entity. And, and they see that as this is the new lodge is, is what's going to um, make that happen. So, you know, I mean, I am a member of this organization and I do subscribe to their goals and beliefs. And I think that they do more good than bad, quite frankly. And so, you know, in, if the money is needed to survive, then, um, you know, that is certainly a higher goal, but we're talking about toolbox fallacy today. So, um, I guess what I wanted to say is where are my issues with it? My issues are, there's three. The first one is there's nothing stopping the order from engaging people today in today's building with today's circumstances. Yes, there are some maintenance needs that need to happen. That's a fact. But the current building has um, street level access. So there's no ADA issues with um, accessing the where the, the meetings are held or the, the more informal space. And, um, you know, if, if they wanted to get these people in here there's there's no reason to not do it now i think that you know thinking that because you have a new building is going to attract more people while that might be true to some degree it's also counter to the stated goal of hey we want people that um don't have anywhere else to go potentially to to feel free to belong here 
Um, I do think that, and I said it at the beginning of this, that the survival of the order is a much higher goal than actually retaining the gun club. If the order cannot meet its financial obligations and ultimately succumbs to that, then it would make sense to use every asset at your disposal to to be able to continue it. And I think where my issue with this part of it is 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 what guarantees that selling this property is a viable plan. Um, I, I'm I feel like, and I, I'm, I'm probably speaking a little bit out of turn, but based on the information that I know, I feel like the pro the financial problems are not because there's not enough membership or that, you know, the building's old or that, um, you know, there's other miscellaneous, I'll call them, reasons. The real financial problems are really related to it's not treated or run as a business. So the venue that serves as the clubhouse is rentable. And a number of non-members do rent the venue. It's, it's rented quite frequently. But what I would say to that is, one, you have membership. And it, it, it's not dying. It may not be growing at the rate um, that some of the leadership would like to see but in my two times in the last two months there there's been uh, votes for four new members and there's been initiation for five so that's a total of nine in the last couple months and you know we're talking about an or a local organization at least that has 300 um, paying active members so that is a reasonable percentage in my mind. Um, but if you're going to offer uh, business services, then the business um, part of it needs to cover the expenses of the facility, i.e. the heating and the, the other things that are you know needing repair are not being taken care of out of running the business as a venue and quite frankly i'm concerned that this is seen as a, a golden egg in terms of we can sell this property and solve all of our problems and even throw some new money at the new facility yet we'll still maintain business as usual so we'll still take in less than we actually spend and you know anyway Maybe I'll talk about business more at a later date. But my main point with that is, is that I'm just not clearly convinced that um, selling the property is solving the actual financial problems. And then lastly, the cost of, of owning the particular gun club is extremely minimal. Um, because it belongs to a nonprofit organization, the county does not charge any property taxes. The structure and existing infrastructure that's there is already built and in place. Um, I happen to know that the the trap the trap team does take care of any of the 
current issues that are with it. So there's no out-of-pocket expenses for the order to own the property. And the only bill that the property actually pays is the electricity that the order actually pays is the electricity bill, which is 30 to $50 a month, somewhere in there. Um, which, you know, as you, if you sum it all up, that's about, it's less than 600, certainly less than 500 all total for the year. So that's a cost that nearly any organization could afford, including the trap team. So as, even if they were to absolve themselves from everything except ownership, um, the cost of keeping it is almost nothing. So th those are the three things that I've identified as the toolbox fallacy of, hey, we're going to sell the gun club so that we can make the money in order to um, provide for the repairs that we need and throw some money into the new building. Um, lastly, I wanted to talk about dreams, right? We all believe our dreams are worthy. I mean, Alta4.co is a dream, really. It was a dream of mine to build a lifestyle business that would allow me to, quote, retire from working. I mean, I'm not there yet, right? I mean, clearly, um, I've been writing for a couple of years, but I don't think I haven't made a cent on it and I don't plan on making a cent on it until uh, there's some degree of routine readership or, or listenership. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a, something that I enjoy, which is why I keep doing it. But um, I want to acknowledge that, you know, we all need to and have dreams and dreams are worthy the movie Field of Dreams is was categorized when I was looking up the plot summary as fantasy, right? So it's something that falls into that dream category that we'd all wish could happen or would like to see happen, but it's not reality. So we took a vote on, on the selling of the gun club last night and um, the vote failed, or I should say the vote passed to sell or failed to keep, which means it's probably inevitable that it's going to sell. But with that, you know, I understand that um, the order is a democracy and that the majority of the members that show up, that bothered to show up, I'll say, that have done the research, that continue to support the the organization are all in favor of getting rid of it and you know I can't have hard feelings about that because you know ultimately it boils down to not enough people cared uh, they didn't care to I, I I know sorry I know that um there are at least a couple other members that are coaches uh, on the team that didn't want, don't want to see it go either, but they weren't there at the meeting. So they weren't there to give their voice or their vote. And, um, with that, it's, it is the way it is, right? The, if the membership wants to get rid of it, then that's the way it's going to be. So, 
Um, I just wanted to really bring to light that the toolbox fallacy is real. It's something that um, we all have in us to some degree. I've acknowledged that I have it myself, and I hope that this little word and analogy on you know comparing the movie to something in real life strikes home that that you would be able to stand sort of aloof of yourself and um, be able to look at these issues and see that uh, you know how your thoughts may affect your actions so with that i'm signing off today this is alta4.co and uh, remember to change your programming and do things that matter